Scripture from Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 through 11. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, and to the one who knocks it will be opened. Or which of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? It's the reading of God's word. So we've been talking in this Sermon on the Mount uh, about uh, uh, all these things related to the kingdom and what it means to live a kingdom kind of life. And, And throughout this, we've had to do a lot of work to understand what Jesus means, because he's coming from a very different culture in a very different time than we are. He's speaking a different language. And so along the way, we've had to peer in at some Greek words and some metaphors and, and uh, try to get behind this passage, uh, the, the Sermon on the Mount. Today's passage is a little different. It's really not that hard to understand. The hard part is in believing it and applying it, and, and we'll see how that works. Jesus has been, in this part of the sermon, talking about motives, about not being a hypocrite. And he talks about, uh, in chapter 6, the, these different practices and how you're not supposed to do them uh, so that everybody can see, but it's supposed to be about you and God because God will reward you. And then he starts talking about how to deal with treasure, how to then not be anxious, how to treat other people. And last week we talked about uh, how we don't judge, but we discern I mean, to live the kind of life Jesus is asking us to live is, 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 frankly, wildly impossible. So Jesus comes back to say, ask, seek, and knock. All of these words actually are referring to prayer. Um, these are different metaphors that are used at the time of Jesus related to prayer. Okay, Because prayer sometimes feels like asking. Lord, I need something. Please give it to me. Sometimes it's like seeking. Lord, what do I do? Who am I? What am I supposed to be about? Sometimes it's like knocking. Like, Lord, I need this door open. Lord, where are you now? I mean, maybe the biggest way to distinguish between asking, seeking, and knocking, which are are by no means technical terms. I think they're just general terms used for prayer. But, But you can see how some prayers are quick now prayers. Some prayers are seeking, so they're a little bit longer term. Some prayers are knocking, and those are the really long, hard things that you're asking God to respond to. It's about time, right? Some prayers are quick. Some prayers you pray for a long time without an answer. Jesus is encouraging us to pray, to ask, to seek, to knock. Why? Because if you ask, you receive. Okay, if you seek, you're going to find. If you uh, knock, the door will be open to you. In other words, God answers prayer. God answers prayer. Why does God answer good prayer? Because God has a good character, a good heart. And Jesus uses two images, two metaphors to help us understand this. Both involve a child coming to a parent and asking for something. Okay, if your child asks you for bread, you don't give them a stone. Okay, if your son asks for a fish, you don't give them a serpent or a snake. Okay, and we're not good. We're evil, Jesus says. Uh, 
but we know how to take care of our children, right? We have enough love for the most part to know how to, to love our children. Don't you think God, our Father, has so much more love than that? And I know sometimes we have trouble with the image of Father because we had a hard relationship with our Father or something. But God is the ultimate Father, loving and gracious and caring. This, this is the character of God that Jesus is trying to push us towards. And so these are not commands. Uh, the, the, these are not like ask, seek, knock. It's not the imperative in the Greek. It's, it's just encouraging. Go ahead. Go ahead, and, go ahead and ask. Go ahead and seek. Go ahead and knock. Because God answers. And God knows what you need and God loves you. And, and none of this is new in the Sermon on the Mount. Okay, Jesus has been having conversations about going to God with questions. Okay, uh, Jesus has been, go, have, uh, have been, has been having conversations in the Sermon on the Mount in, in how much more um, that we should, uh, we, that God knows so much more how we, what we need and he will bless us, he will give it to us. See, I told you it was easy. I just explained. We, we've been not even five minutes in here. I read the scripture. I uh, uh, introed the scripture, and then I explained it to you. Piece of cake. Not a hard scripture to understand. The problem is we don't believe it. The problem is we don't believe it. We don't actually live this uh, scripture out. Because we've all had prayers where we asked, where we sought something, where we knocked. And we didn't get an answer. Or we didn't get the answer that we like. Oh, so maybe, maybe it's something wrong with me. Okay, some interpreters have tried to say this about this passage. That, uh, oh, it, this, this is a promise for people who are living this kind of kingdom lifestyle. But we all know people who were great people who uh, didn't get their prayers answered. And we all know people who were terrible, who had an awful character and for whom everything seemed to go right. It just doesn't seem fair. And because it doesn't seem fair, we have trouble believing the second part of this passage. Is God really good? Is God really close? Does he really know us? Does he really love us? Does he really want what's best for us? I think these are, these are struggles that we've all had. I've had. I've walked with a lot of people who have had them. Um, and, and because of these struggles... I think we don't pray. We don't quite know what to do. We're not sure we can believe God. And we're just not people of prayer. Um, and, and I think Jesus is, is you know, he, in the last chapter, he gave the Lord's Prayer, taught people how to pray. Now he's returning to prayer. I really think that prayer is like the power pack. Okay? It's the battery. It's the energy of the Christian life. And when we don't pray, then we're not people of power and we're not people of potency. You can't live this kind of a kingdom life on your own. You have to have God's power in and through you. And, and so, while this scripture is really not that hard to understand, you know, pray, because God answers prayer because he loves you. Well, we've got these other issues then we, we should talk about. And I'm not sure I have great answers for how, how there's unanswered prayer or people who have questions about the character of God, or people that say, well, why pray? Because God knows it anyway. That's the other thing I get sometimes. 
If I had good answers to those, I would probably be on the news right now. I'd probably be on TV, and I'd, I probably wouldn't be in Newcastle. Yeah, these are hard questions. They've always been hard questions. The church has answer, asked these questions for as long as there has been a church. Okay, um, but what what I, I I so I don't know that I have anything amazing to say about those things. But let me comment a little bit on a couple of these issues. Um, and we'll see. I'm not even sure I'm as convinced about these things. Like they're just hard issues. What do we do first with unanswered prayer? Well, we, we've all had those prayers that we haven't had answered. Or I actually think God always answers prayer. It's just that God sometimes says no. I mean, when, when, God at, when we ask God for something, there, there's three answers that God can give us. Yes, no, and wait. Yes, no, and wait. And, and sometimes when we get any answer other than yes, we get a no or a wait, we assume God's not hearing, God doesn't care. Okay, our mind goes to something really far. Um, but, but I think... God does answer prayer. It's just sometimes he says no. But isn't this verse saying he always says yes? Like if you seek, you'll find. If you, uh, you uh, ask, you'll receive. If you knock, it'll be open. I mean, but, but we got to remember a couple things. First of all, we got to remember Jesus has already taught us how to pray in the previous chapter. And, and part of what he says in that chapter is you're supposed to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Right? So part of praying that kind of prayer is praying, Lord, not my will be done. Not my kingdom come. Not my name be hallowed, but yours. So the prayer of a Christian leads us to a place where God is probably going to say no sometimes. Because what we're saying to God is, Lord, say no to anything in this prayer that isn't your will, that isn't your kingdom, that isn't for your name. Besides the fact, um, I don't think as a parent saying yes to everything is good all the time. And we all know those people who had kids that never told their kids no, right? Was that a blessing to those kids? No, they end up as bratty adults. All right, so, so sometimes God says no because we've already given him permission to say no because we've said that will be done. And sometimes God says no because he knows that ultimately it's better for us that he says no. At least sometimes when my kids have asked me for things at the store, I tell them no, because some of the things would be a disaster when we got home. It just wouldn't be as fun as it would. If, and if I said yes to all the crazy stunts my kids have proposed over the years, I wouldn't have kids, right? I say no, not because I don't love them. I say no because I do love them. Now, I'm going to be honest. I don't always find these answers very satisfying to this question. I know plenty of times where I've prayed or people around me have prayed for something and they've gotten a no where I never saw the good of it. And I wished that I understood why God did what he did in, in saying no because uh, I thought it would have been much better for God to say yes. But of course, God is God and I'm not. And God doesn't really owe me a satisfying answer. That's, I think Jesus knows this is a problem. That's why he pushes 
this conversation, not just to the ask, seek, and knock part, but down into the actual character of God part. Because that's the question. Do you actually trust that God loves you, that he's close to you, that he cares about you? And, and Jesus insists that that's the case. Okay, it, but it doesn't feel like God is good uh, when you get a bad diagnosis, when you get that late night phone call, when life stops because of a global pandemic. I mean, whether the, whether the pandemic is global or the crisis is very particular, it can be hard to see God's closeness and God's caring in the middle of it. Um, sometimes we don't pray because we're not sure about the goodness of God. And I, I don't know how we fix that other than to just learn to trust God over time. But, but I do think prayer and our trust are connected. Okay, And, and here's what I think happens. I think when we, we pray, it tunes us in, if we're praying a kingdom kind of prayer, it tunes us in to the, the prayers, the way Jesus says to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And then by praying that way, we then start to notice God's will, God's work, right? And God's answers to our prayers, even the no's. Okay, and when we see God at work, it leads us to more prayer because we have more trust in God, right? So it's kind of this upward spiral, okay? We pray, and it can start either place. We trust God more, we pray more, we trust God more, right? But, but we've, we've all experienced the opposite direction, right? Where uh, it's a downward spiral. So we're not sure we can trust God, so we don't pray, so we're not as in tune with his will and what he's doing. And we don't see the answers to prayer that we are getting. So we pray less, right? This is why you can't go into prayer saying, well, God knows it already. I mean, prayer is this amazing invitation to commune, not just to communicate, but to be in relationship with God. That's what God wants, right? And that's what Jesus had. He had this intimate relationship where he was he would go on the mountaintops and he would go in the garden and he would he would actually commune with the Father. And so even when Jesus doesn't get his prayer answered in the garden, right? And he take this cup from me. But what does he pray? Not my will, but yours be done. Even when Jesus gets told no, it comes out of this place of faith because the spiral is working for Jesus up. So don't ever say that God knows already because God does respond to prayer and God invites us into relationship through that prayer. So I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure that I can uh, explain away. I mean, I, I certainly I'm not convinced that I've explained away why some prayers aren't answered, why we struggle, why there are challenges, why God feels so distant sometimes. I mean, even as a pastor, there's only rare times where I really feel God like right here. Often, uh, I'm, I'm getting glimpses of God like in the neighborhood, nearby, just out of reach, just outside of my vision. Um, um, but the more you, pr prayer is partly how you get tuned in to see God at work, right? So if you're in one of these downward spirals and you have a really poor prayer life because of it, 
I think you can start with either one, maybe both. Maybe you pray more. Maybe you start to focus on the character of God more. And you sort of spiral then up instead of spiraling, spiraling down. Okay, I think that's what Jesus is getting at here. Okay, He's not ordering, he's encouraging. Keep asking. Keep seeking. Keep knocking. God hears. God answers. God loves. And, and if, if we could get that right, I think that there would be a, a power and a potency to the church because we'd be so much more connected with God. And when God does tell us no, or God does tell us wait, which is sometimes worse, then, then we have this, this beggar sense of what the kingdom is doing. So my, my prayer for you is this, that you would find a deeper prayer life, that you would find deeper intimacy with God, and that that would be the power pack of your life.